Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Feral Audio. Hello, welcome to episode 63 of Steve A.G. Uh, I'm currently on my first uh, attempt at an intro. Uh, any of you who listen to these with any kind of regularity, know that <laughs> I quite often record these intros in upwards of 10 times to get them right. Um, and I think I figured out why. I think it's because I rush through them. I try and talk fast. I try and just plow through them to get them out of the way. I get tongue-tied. I fuck up. And I start over. And it usually takes me at least 10 tries. <laughs> so far, we're on number one. Not bad. Uh, I was like, oh, if I slow down, I can think of what I want to say. I shouldn't have to describe to you <laughs> the, the process of making an intro. That's weird. I will say right off the bat, we'll get this out of the way. If you're doing any Amazon shopping... If you're uh, listening to this through the Feral Audio page or through my link on the Feral Audio page, you'll see a button on there that says Shop Amazon. Click that. Go to Amazon, buy your weird shit, and then uh, everybody's happy. You don't get charged anything else for doing it through Feral, but some of the people at Feral, the artists, see a little tiny bump. It's just like a little tiny kiss from the listeners. And we, <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, maybe you want to go buy some stuff that my guest today, Adam Goldberg, has been in. Dazed and Confused. Saving Private Ryan. It, the list is very long. He's very accomplished. Uh, <laughs> and this is his second time on the podcast. Let's get into that. First time I had Adam on was, I believe, episode 37. I don't believe, I know, it was episode, it was episode 37, and we spent the whole time talking about Vertigo. Um, for those of you who listen regularly know that I've suffered from Vertigo for over 20 years, about half my life. I don't know what caused it, still don't, it's gotten worse, um, I don't... I don't usually get in depth. I mentioned that I have vertigo and I kind of gloss over it. Um, and when I met Adam probably three or four years ago, we bonded over the fact that we both suffer from vertigo and suffer is putting it lightly. It's, it's a horrible debilitating condition. Um, there's problems in that so many things cause vertigo that, um, it's hard to cure. 
I don't think there's a cure for it regardless. Uh, you just have to kind of learn to live with it. You can treat certain versions of it. Uh, but if, if it affects you more than just your balance, it, it, for me, it's caused great depression. Um, and with that, it, it's just a snowball. It's just a snowball rolling downhill, gaining size and speed. You know, when my vertigo is really bad, I don't want to shower because uh, I'm afraid I'll slip. I'm afraid I'll fall in the shower and die. That's where my hypochondria comes in. You don't want to get up. You don't want to do stuff. You don't want to clean your house. You don't want to go out. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to be social because it's fucking miserable. Uh, so vertigo has really just really fucking ruined certain aspects of my life. Uh, you know, years ago, I had it really bad for about three months, like nonstop off balance vertigo. Completely wanted to kill myself. If it had gone on much longer, I could easily have seen killing myself. It's it's horrible. It's really depressing. Um, and so it's kind of awesome. <laughs> I hate saying awesome. But when I met Adam, we were texting one night because uh, we, met, we met through Vine. We both got into Vine early on and we did a Q&A somewhere. And that's where we met. He was making a movie at the time called No Way Jose, which I worked for a day on and we we're texting about it. He was like, thanks for coming, doing this. And I was like, hey, th thanks for having me. I'm always really scared to do this kind of stuff because I have vertigo and I don't want to fuck everything up. And he replied, I get vertigo, too. I know exactly what you mean. From that day on, Al Adam and I became super close because of this uh, this horrible, debilitating condition. So Adam and I text quite often uh, about vertigo and other medical issues. We're also very neurotic, which you will hear in this. Um, and anyone who suffers with any kind of depression or medical issue knows how great it feels when you find somebody else who suffers from the same thing because it gives you someone to commiserate with and talk to about it and share. And... Um, so that's that's what's going on with me and Adam. And uh, a lot's happened since episode 37. Uh, it's been well over a year. Adam became a father. I, I think I said this in the podcast. Adam became a father. I lost my father. Uh, so we both had a lot of huge changes. Uh, one thing that hasn't changed is we both still have vertigo. I don't know if that will ever go away. I sometimes just lay awake hoping somebody out there hoping there's a kid in college somewhere who's studying to be a doctor who's gonna find a cure for this shit <sighs> I can dream anyway so you know the background now between Adam and I um, I hate using the word hypochondria I am a hypochondriac but it's weird using that when I also suffer from actual illnesses. Adam and, I, Adam and I are both hypochondriacs. We both have vertigo. I have kidney stones. He has other issues. So it's weird because people will say, oh, you're just a hypochondriac. You're imagining it. No, I didn't imagine the rock that I just pissed out of my dick. That really happened. I didn't imagine the fact that I had to piss into an empty water bottle 
because I woke up in the middle of the night so dizzy I couldn't stand up and walk to the bathroom. Ugh. There are people that have it way worse. I shouldn't complain. But look, we all deal with our own shit. Um, the, the, I, I'm not turning into Marin with my... <laughs> With my intros. Uh, I just wanted to give you some backstory on this podcast because this isn't a usual podcast where I talk about audition stories or stuff that we worked on. Um, this is just straight up Adam and I <laughs> updating each other on our medical conditions since we last hung out. It's about an hour. And um, yeah, so if you don't like hearing people talk about diseases and medical procedures this might not be for you if you're interested in that kind of stuff then you're gonna fucking love this also uh, a little heads up it ends kind of abruptly adam and i stopped podcasting to go eat from that point on where this podcast ends adam and i got in his car drove to air juan in hollywood and periscoped for about an hour um, in his car. So if you want to follow up on this podcast, go to Adam's Twitter or Periscope if you can find it. And uh, just go back in the archives and you can find us just being miserable on a different form of media. <laughs> I'm sorry for this long intro, but I really had to set this up. Um, thank you so much for sticking in there. Thank you for listening. And Adam, if you're listening, thank you so much. I hate saying thank you for having vertigo, but thank you for knowing what I'm going through. You are a fucking bright star in a dark galaxy for me. <laughs> This, this this has the makings of a romantic comedy. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to episode 63. We'll catch you next time. Thanks. Hello. Hello. I seriously have four somewhat like serious text threads going on. That's like dangerous. Having, like where I'm having real conversations with people. That's dangerous. And I admitted it on Twitter to sort of I saw purge that. myself of the guilt. I mean, your your and my was like the least. I mean, it was like green tea was like the exchange. But um. The one is I have cancer. <laughs> um. All right. Testing. Testing. Uh, so what's that? It's just like a room mic or whatever, whatever. Yeah, that in case like a, something, something goes wrong. Right. It's a safety. Or you want to get that like big drum room sound. Like if one of us just starts beating the bongos and you want to get a little natural verb in there. Yeah. Oh, I have to play you, but I mean, we're not even anywhere near being done, but oh, I- the bud song? Well, it's done, um, but I just put the vocals on just a couple weeks awesome, ago. Man. So Andrew hasn't mixed it yet, but it'll be soon. What the fuck was that? So dishwasher, but um, you're like what, you're right up there. I mean, it's it's sort of the you know last time. I guess it wasn't when we did this, but one of the last times I was here, not when you were recording, but before that, you'd just come back from shooting Gaffigan, mm -hmm. the first season. Mm -hmm. 
and you guys had just had Bud. Mm-hmm. I came by to see Bud, who's asleep. Mm-hmm. But we were hanging out in here, and I s- noticed that when I started laughing, I started wheezing. Oh my god! And that kicked off a fucking year, and what? it started here in your house. Of course. Do you think that's why I'm so ill all the time? Is this house? No, because it. W- I mean, I've been this way since I was nine, but so. no, I don't think it's this house. It was me, but it just started when I was here. Maybe it was the dogs, but I think it was an oh. allergy thing. Well, no, but I'm curious. Do you think? Because you know, we do. I think we do have black mold. Do you? I, I mean, I can show it to you. There's, it's in my bathroom. I hope nobody who's thinking of buying this listens. Oh shit. <laughs> well, no. Okay, let me. But it started a year. Let me back I, up a little bit. Okay. We had a black mold specialist look at it, and yeah. it was, I think, a type of black mold, but not bad black mold. Mm-hmm. It, in other words, I think it was mold that mm-hmm. was black. Right. I have that in my place. And but I don't think we should discriminate mold. against mold simply because it's black. Right. They're different types. Right. <laughs> black molds, bolt mold matters. That's it. That's the end of my... Black molds matter. I, I mean, I, that's the end of my Twitter account. Were you, do you have, well, I shouldn't say, do you have anything that would make you suspect black mold because you have everything that would make you. No, I don't have like upper respiratory stuff. I do have like crazy dermatological issues. Really? Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this bar I'm eating is sort of falling apart, which normally it doesn't do. Okay, I'm wondering if it's the fridge It's probably bad. Well, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> now, usually it's like very like dense and this is sort of crumbling like it's a dry rotted protein bar. It probably is. Um No, no, I mean since whenever we last spoke the vertigo stuff has taken such a back seat. Really? No, it's like a back It's like the back seat of a of a minivan. That's, that's how amazing. like that's how far back it is. That's actually amazing. Not in a good way. It's just I have so many layers now. Yeah. Of of discomfort that I, that's why I said to you, I mean, I think you, you, you would, you would text it at one point. Is there any, you know, have there been any like, uh, you know, revolutionary, uh, you know, uh, medical advances to, um, for vertigo, for vertigo. And I said, yeah, find, you know, Get something else. Yeah. Find something else to, I do notice when I'm preoccupied with other shit, I don't notice it as much. Well, here, I'll give you an example. So I woke up the other day and I felt, I think, pretty bad with, with a malady that we'll discuss shortly. Uh, and two things happen. I have yeah. this thing where, like, apparently I don't sleep with my eyes shut completely because... What? Yeah. My brother she, used to have that. I what? used to... When I, he's eight years older than me, and when yeah. I was a kid, I would sneak into his room yeah. and watch him sleep no. because it fascinated me that his eyes would be part open there was a guy in the one year i had at college and we used to, <laughs> we used to videotape him <laughs> sleeping <laughs> and then like scare the shit out of him um <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh so uh but no one has ever said this to me no one has ever said like oh that's fucking creepy are you awake or you know what i mean it's just i started to get this really bad dry eye thing where i'd wake up did you know about it though no i started going i just kept because I have, you know, I have bad vision and contacts and blah, blah, blah. So I go to the eye doctor all the time anyway. Yeah. But then, so I kept thinking, oh, I was getting conjunctivitis. But no, it was like this linear abrasion on my eye from where my eyelids didn't quite meet. 
where the strip of your eye exactly. being open would and be so dry. And so for right a there. day or so, I'd have to use drops, take the contact out, or put in you know ointment, oh, blah blah blah. Jesus Christ! And I woke up with a bad one yesterday or two two days ago, and then like five minutes later, noticed that the sheriff, you know, my dog, one of my dogs, had taken his stitches out of his wrist out, and his like wound was like gaping, Ugh. and. Uh, so I'm running to the eye doctor. I have to call Roxanne back from work to go get the sheriff to take him to the vet downtown. And I was like, but this pelvic floor thing, which has completely been consuming me for the past six months, totally receded to the back background until, of course, my eye felt better. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if you want to discuss that. That's why, you know, that's the thing where I, that's why I was asking you about urology. So you just have to deal with that forever, sleeping with your eyes open. Oh, well, so then the other, the other day, no, the other day, the guy was like, you know, you can put a breathe right on your eye. Yeah. That's not going to scare the shit out of my son. (laughs) Um, and, uh, wait, one of those strips. Yeah. Yeah. Not not to mention, I have like very thin skin, both figuratively and literally. That would feel great peeling. it. Oh yeah. No, that would be, I would, it would take my eyelid off Where are your eyelashes and your eyelid, Uh, dude. Yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous suggestion. No, I'm supposed to use oil. No, I had a treatment six months ago for like a ridiculous amount of money. (laughs) That's not covered by your insurance called Lipiflow. I showed you. I sent you a picture where it looks like Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what I was doing. They where they put these fucking like I, I can't even remember, but they put these like pads like on your eyeballs, and they're just like and it's and it's like going, you know, like and infu- like it's 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 basically it's basically trying to to melt. Like I don't produce enough oil in my glands, so it's basically trying to, you know compress the glands in such a way that it starts to produce more oil over time which it did negligibly upon the next checkup but right. clearly not permanently right and so uh so then they're just like you know use gel in your eye every night so so you're telling me i got this like crazy kind of torturous you know sort of fucking uh, you know ophthalmological abu grab abu grabe <laughs> um <laughs> uh Opti grave, <laughs> opti grab, uh, <laughs> opti grabbing it, <laughs> um, so that I could just end up buying some over the counter gel to stick in my eye every night. Come on. Anyway, um, that's nothing. Um, would would just wearing one of those eye masks help? Well, no, because your eyes have to be closed. Like have to be closed. They're still open. Yeah, you have to be. Right now, my eyes actually bother. But today's the first day I put the lens back in. Um, I uh, wear contacts. Yeah, I wear hard lenses, actually. So if I wore soft, I think it would be... It would actually be protecting me, because I don't wear soft. Um, It doesn't act as, like, a buffer. So a lot has changed since the last time we did this. Last time we did this, I I should have listened before this, but I think we mainly just talked about vertigo. It was just vertigo. No, every Monday, some not totally unattractive kind of surfer looking blonde girl sticks her finger up my ass for 20 minutes every monday well i've done it twice now but it will be every monday what i'm gonna go in a couple days i'll go on next monday um <laughs> for what and tries to <laughs> pelvic floor rehabilitation pelvic floor rehabilitation what's uh, a what is a pelvic floor i just realized so i did a marin like whatever a while back and yeah. I was eating pineapple on the mm-hmm. mic and a lot of people were complaining about it, it uh, who cares yeah I know but 
it's not, address, you're not going to be eating that the whole thing. I would whole like time. to address that though a little bit. First of all, Mark cut the fucking cu- he he's like, "You want some pineapple?" I came over. He had a platter. Plat- I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and I'm eating it. And then they cut out the bit where we discuss how he'd cut it for me. Oh, so it's just you so eating. So just me eating fucking pineapple on a mic <laughs> with no explanation. No explanation at all. Um uh. Anyway, um I'm so worried I'm going to get vertigo now. Just no, I'm not sure that this is a healthy thing to do because since you've come over, I've actually I feel worse. <laughs> um, oh fuck, man! Because in, in in an effort to combat this recent um, affliction, I've like turned to mindfulness meditation after many years of procrastinating. Yeah, doing it, and I did this morning. It's helpful. I do it. Not mm-hmm. mindfulness. I do like TM. TM. No. So, how do you like that? I love it. How do you get a mantra? What do you get it? I I had a teacher. I mm-hmm. went and, and I didn't do TM. TM's really expensive. I did Vedic. Vedic. Which is TM, but without the price tag. What what what, what the fuck is expensive about TM? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it costs so much. Maybe it's because you only have to go once. So they're like, we're not going to get repeat customers. We Uh got to charge them a lot. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's the most popular one. Right. Um, But Vedic is the same same thing. I go, I went to a guy for... He gives you the mantra? Like three or four days. Yeah. Are you allowed to reveal your mantra or no? No. Oh. Is it a crazy mantra? Is it like avocado? No, it's uh, onomatopoetic. It's just a Mm. sound, basically. Oh, I like that. And you don't... uh, the first time we did it out loud when he gave it to me and we repeated it out loud and then from then on it's just internal you say it to yourself right 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 and i fucking love it i have to say i used to ohm a lot i would do like little meditations after i would do yoga and i really love the oming and i find the mindfulness it's very difficult i mean it is difficult and it isn't difficult because you know the idea partly is i mean you can't you you can't do anything wrong so how could it be difficult yeah but um but it's it, helped with my... I, I used to get such bad road rage. Mm. Fucking for the littlest things. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking dipshit. Oh, no, I, like, I mean, I have that terribly. I do it with Bud in the backseat. <laughs> you mother, you piece of shit. You fucking cocksucker. I'm like the dad in a Christmas story. <laughs> His first words are yeah. just going to be cocksucker. No, I mean, he says... No, he's like saying all kinds of shit, and it's just a miracle one of those words isn't fuck. Yeah. Um, cause Roxanne's like, you've got, ne-. it's like, she's been saying this for months, but she's like, now it's like, no joke. He understands everything, whether yeah. he can say it or not is a totally yeah, different yeah. story. He knows what we're doing, where things, you know, so, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's literally a matter of time before it's like cocksucker, you know? Uh, he, um, <laughs> gotta watch that. But man. honestly, the driving in LA is just so fucking putrid. Oh, um, brutal. it's terrible. I mean, I'm also... Part of the problem. I mean, I'm texting the entire time, but I'm good at it. You know, I've been, I'm I've been good e- at it. I've been eating like, look, back in the days before texting, I was on a cell phone. Yeah. I'd be eating a burrito yeah. and smoking a cigarette yeah. and driving with my toes. All you right. Know I mean, I'm from here. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's evolutionary. Yeah, I, think, totally. I think in 20 years, it's just going to be, people are going to do it so easily. Well, but in 20 years, it's, they're saying that the you know no one's going to be driving, which I don't understand how that's appealing. I like not, driving. Yeah, I like driving. Exactly. I don't get. I the like point being. Of that. It helps. It's 
it caters to my control issues. Well, all, right. You're doing it. You're in control. Right. Why would I, I want to get Uber. into an airplane every time I got into my car? I hate that. I even hate Uber. I hate sitting in someone else's in control. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're probably also allergic to the cologne. That that as well. Um. <laughs> so, no, but the interesting thing about this pelvic floor pain. or Okay. So it's basically like a million men have prostatitis, right? But they don't really have prostatitis. They go around and they get the fucking... Lip, you know the the Flomax, or yeah. you know they get the, um, you know they take Advil, they whatever it is, you know, and they don't get any better. And part of that is just because there's this just kind of generic, you know, uh, kind of it's just it's just this broad label for a variety of symptoms, and uh, and, and the crazy thing is when you start talking about this shit, like. I mean, I did like a Reddit yesterday and I'm giving a guy advice on, he's like, so when the finger's up your ass and I'm like, you need to go to a pelvic floor, cause this guy's sticking his own finger up his ass, I think, or something. What? So I'm oh, like, geez. you got to go to a pelvic floor, you know, rehabilitation center. Um, but Wait, it's, so what, what's the, what, what the symptoms? No, no. What made you go get checked for this? What symptoms? Well, no, right. Right. So a week before we, all right. So I just, so I went to New York with family, went to New York again, to do the Jim Gaffigan. Did you get in a, be a better apartment this time? Yeah, well, much better situation. Good. We were in Brooklyn. Um, oh yeah, nice. I was in Fort Greene, yeah, we had a house. It was really, it was, it was actually, yeah, that that was nice. But the week before, um, I started to get this kind of pinching sensation when I peed. It's not something I hadn't felt before. It was right. like, oh, you know, sometimes you get like a little. Or maybe you don't, but I, you know, get like a little, not even a stinging, but just like something. I'm like, uh, and I didn't think much of it. And then within about a week of being there in New York, I mean, you know, there was the strain of moving and all that shit. And, and I was like, oh, I must have like a bladder infection or something that, you know, which is not something I haven't thought before. I've had right. that sensation too, but it's right. never turned out to be the case. And, you know, it's obviously pretty uncommon for men. And so I... I, I was like, so I went to the doctor and he was like, oh no, your prostate's enlarged. I was like, he's like, just take some Advil and blah, blah, blah. But after a bazillion other exams, it's like, no, I think anatomically one side is just, just constitutionally a little slightly larger than the other side, but <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not, I don't, I mean, I went to, I, 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 I mean, I was joking. I had so many fingers up my ass, you know, <laughs> by the time I left New York that it was like, I, you know, I was saying that like that, uh, you know, prostatitis or whatever the hell I have here is like, you know, is, is, is like the new grinder. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, there were more people fishing around up my ass in that four month span of time than for sure ever in my entire life, Ex except for that brief period where I was experimenting in college. <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, so, 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 so the, no, but then the symptoms just, they started to spread. I mean, basically it was like Ugh. my, my, like my, basically my perineum, Ugh. um, pain in my bladder, not really pain, but just like irritation. And then it kind of, and then going up to my belly button, like, Ugh. like there's like a taut rope going from the base of my asshole up to my belly button. And it's just like, and, and someone just like, just, you know, just sort of wrapped it around like a bunch of rebar a hundred times, you know, yeah. that's kind of what it feels like. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I would notice little hints of this over the years when I would do yoga, when I would do upward dog, I'd be like, Oh, that's a weird pulling sensation. Huh. Like, Oh, that's a weird kind of pain in my pelvic area so i probably was you know it was sort of just breeding it you know right, the whole time right 
and it just reached a tipping point. But after the first or second day of this in New York, I also started getting this insane like stomach bloating pain that seemed to be somewhat of an aberration. Although I think from years and years of IBS, there's some kind of correlation because I noticed my IBS has gotten much, much worse in the last few months too. And, um, and it's taken on like a different character. We won't have to get into it, uh, but it's taken on a different character and, and it seems, it seems to me it would be too much of a coincidence that these two things would concur without there being a relationship. And, and certainly I think just the stress of going and doing that job where I'm like, we're doing these mini moves and it's extremely difficult and stressful on all of us. And so, um, I, uh, so one, so this one night I, I, I was texting you from the, the Brooklyn hospital. I went, I, I called, I called an ambulance yeah. after all these many years of, should I call an ambulance? Should I call an ambulance oh, in the middle of the it. night for vertigo? Yeah. I called, we called because Roxanne couldn't take me to the doctor because right. of Bud. Uh, it was the middle of the night and I was in, I was, I, I was gripping the bedside table. I was in so much abdominal pain. Jesus. So we called the hospital and I was like, can you t- and I'm like on the on my knees when they show up, and I'm like, "Can you take me to Mount Sinai?" They're like, "No, bro," you know, because I'm in Brooklyn. They're like, their job is to take you to the nearest fucking hospital, Ugh. which is and and I hope you're listening. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's called like Brooklyn. It, it's actually I think related to Mount Sinai or one of the big hospitals. But um, it's in Brooklyn. It literally you saw it's in Brooklyn. It was two, like three blocks from where I lived. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, you remember Jacob's ladder? Yes. And he's like plodding through the, you know, and, yes. they're, and they're like the wheel on the on the on the yeah. gurney is like, quack, 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 yeah, and, yeah, and it's just like slop and you know monsters and, <laughs> um, it was the it was the fucking Fuck, hospital dude. from Jacob's ladder. I. Okay, so I'm there for three fucking hours. Three hours I'm sitting, you know, with people who are dying, basically. And they find, you know, after about an hour and a half, some guy's like, you know, here, pee in this over there in the bathroom. There. And so I go into the bathroom, you know. Have they given you anything for pain at this point? No, no, no. Actually, they did ask if I wanted anything. And I just said I, I didn't want to do anything until I knew what the fuck was going on right. with me. I didn't want to swallow anything. I wanted to know what was going on with me. Right. So I go into the bathroom. There's no lock on the door. <laughs> okay. At the back in the me. hospital. There's a puddle. It looks like I mean it's I don't know how else to describe it. It looks it looks like a fucking like like a scene out of Jacob's Ladder. And so I pee into this fucking thing. Now I'm holding my urine in the gurney, right? I'm just sitting lying there holding because no one's come by and take. You're not it. in a room. You're in a hall, aren't no, I'm you? I'm in a hall, right? Yeah, and finally, yeah. I'm like, like trying to hail a fucking waiter, like at the world's <laughs> busiest restaurant. You know, yeah. urine here. You know, so finally they take the urine. Another hour goes by. Between the Ativan I took and, you know, w- probably the innocuousness of whatever was actually causing the stomach pain, which seemed ultimately unrelated to all of this, you know, pelvic stuff. Right. Um, I got out. I put my fucking overcoat on. I got up. I walked out into the rain and got an Uber and went home. You didn't no. even see anybody. Here's the thing. I didn't see anybody. And, I, and twice trying to get out of the hospital, I walked by my nurse who just kind of looked at me sort of funny. Not like, hey man, where are you going? Probably because they see that a lot. Yeah. Oh, I got. We lost another one. Oh, there um, he goes. So anyway, so this, so then I was on this fucking Fuck. like windy road through um, like gastroenterologists, urologists, CAT scans. Um, you know, ultimately just to sort of, I mean, the Rule consensus. Stuff out. Yeah, I mean, the consensus. The only thing I haven't done 
is a cystoscopy, which is, you know, where they stick a fucking tube up your penis in your bladder to see if you have interstitial cystitis, which is insanely rare for a man. Um, and most people don't think I have that. And even if I did, they wouldn't probably treat it any differently. So I'm going to pelvic floor rehabilitation, which is to basically she goes up there and she's like, oh, yeah, your muscles are really, really tight up there. It's like the opposite of people who need kegels. You know, Kate, you know that? Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, it's the opposite of that. Like, I guess you have to I, de-kegelize. I have to de-kegel. I have to de-sting, basically. I'm like, I was born sting. Is it sting. helping so far? Do you know? No. You <laughs> oh, man. But it's the worst pain I've ever... It's... I can take a lot, I think. And I, ironically. And it's like, I feel like, I feel like my bladder is in my throat when she's doing it. And it's going to just, and I'm just going to, and, and I'm going to just, yeah. I'm just so gonna, they're just massaging shit in there to loosen it up? Ugh, fuck, dude. Mm -hmm. Starts with an external, which is nothing. And then she goes up on, gets on in there. Ugh, what the fuck? But she's pretty cute. That can't help. I think it does. I, when I had my appendix out, the nurse came in. Because they had to shave part of my pubes. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but just part. Did you get a boner? Yeah, I started... I can't believe it. I've never in a doc... Because by the way, I also found... Remember I said to you, I think I found a, an attractive urologist? Yeah. She's attractive. Genuinely attractive. I and I she's like, like oh, let's that. say... And so she's like pressing on my perineum. I would and, not like that. And she's lifting up my nuts. <laughs> and I would not like that. It's an amazing... But I can... I mean, I mean, it's amazing how much one can compartmentalize. I like my urologist. I like he's a you dude. Like guy, he's yeah. like straight. Yeah. You know, he gives it to you. No, I had an amazing. I had amazing. Yeah, he gives it to you straight up the ass. <laughs> I, I had an. I, I had an amazing. I, I ha. I have a great urologist. This guy Phil Yalowitz, but he's in his nineties. I mean, it's stupid to continue to go down this road with him. I mean, he's not. My I, urologist's name is Doctor Hyman. Oh right, that's just amazing. That's amazing. Does he treat women? I assume so. Yeah. Uh, he's great though, um, but I'm gonna have to have. I have a kidney stone uh, that he said is too big to pass. Well, they found a little one in me, by the way. They did. Yeah, it's, but they said it was it was sort of non-clinic. I don't know. They just it's tiny. Yeah, I guess. And it's said, in there, and it will what either will dislodge or keep keep growing. And oh dislodge. my god, dislodge. Really? Yeah, mine. In my right, I have one in my right kidney that they found. They were because I was passing a kidney stone in the other kidney, and so mm -hmm. they did like ultrasounds and X-rays, uh -huh. and they're like, "Yeah, you're passing a kidney stone." By the way, you also have one in your other kidney that's really big and probably won't pass. Uh, why do you get them? Like, what's the why? why do they say I think people get dehydration. Them? I think dehydration is my biggest. I hate. I just hate water. So do I. That's why I drink Perrier so much. Yeah, like, that doesn't help you. You can't get on the Perrier tip. It's a good way to get force yourself to drink water. I never really... even think about it until it's too late. Try doing the Perrier because don't you like to burp? Yeah, yeah. That's so so that's where that's where my love affair with Perrier began. But then it also is is literally how I get water. Otherwise, I'd be dead. Yeah, I'd have died. <laughs> I yeah, and he's so he took an X ray and he's like, yeah, this is too big to pass. This probably won't dislodge and pass. What we can do is either 
have you lay on, have you come in and put you to sleep and lay you on this table that shoots sound waves in? Because you've had that done, though. No, right? I've never. I've oh, always you'd... passed them. I've oh, you've never them. had that done. No. He's like, we can do that. He's like, it usually gets it, it breaks it into like a thousand right, pieces. Right. Or we can go in with this like laser camera thing through your dick, mm-hmm. through your bladder, up through your ureter, into your kidney. We can pinpoint it and destroy it with this laser. And it also has this little basket on it. And we grab all the pieces, pull it out. He's like, that's the most surefire way to get it. It's off. like that what was that Disney movie. The Fantastic Voyage. Yes. Um, so I'm just, I keep putting it off. Oh, vey. Well, but are you in pain? No. You, so you've, but you've, I mean, you've had to deal with this a bunch. I've passed a few. That's what was one of the ones. reasons I was texting you, I think, is because I you was thought like, you had a... I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know what was going on. And, oh, the other thing they found was that was a small inguinal hernia. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. And, and we got to do a It actually fucking... said with a bladder ear. And I've said that to gastroenterologists who should know. Who, and they, so who said, I don't even know what the hell that is. A bladder if ear. If you Google inguinal hernia with a bladder, a bladder ear, you'll Nothing find a, no, one hit. And it's you? On it's Mar- a picture of, it's my driver's it's license. It's you picture. on Marin. Because <laughs> I heard you mention that on Marin. I was like, a bladder ear? Yeah. I, is it people, like a skin tag in your bladder? I don't know. I think it's one part of your bladder. I think it's like your bladder has like some sort of little appendage and it's sticking up through the hernia. I, you know, honestly, dude, I don't even know. This is Does like a it, whole. Is there a danger of that hernia becoming like a full blown hernia? I, I, I guess it's something to keep an eye on. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I don't know. I, I have to tell you. So, you know, when I was in my 20s and whatever, I just assumed there was no way I could there was no possible way I could continue to feel this shitty my entire life. It just simply would not be possible. I thought that, too. It wouldn't be tolerable. So the only explanation is, is that I'm aging backwards. That's how I've justified your Benjamin Button. Basically, basically, yeah. The same way I used to rationalize as a kid that they would invent a kid. And when I say that, this was probably well into my 30s. Uh, I I used to I I, I truly believe they would discover a cure for death by the time I I, I was I I I needed it. They'd inject you with lobster uh, uh, hormones. You know, lobsters, they they, I mean, I think they disproved it, but they for a long time thought lobsters. How long do they live? Lo- they they thought lo- lobsters could We've live. We've killed two in this house alone. They thought lobsters could live forever if it was because all lobsters, they say, die of uh, like disease. Um, they don't die of old age. They usually get something and die. But I've never understood. Old, isn't old age disease? Like my grandmother is 100, right? Yeah. She is. Ugh, she is. You know, there's she's not doing well, and but she's not sick. It's just that shit is failing. You know, so yeah. I guess is that old age. I mean, she has congestive heart failure, but that is a disease. I think they were saying they have something like regenerative cells or something, oh and like God. they either die of like a disease or they just outgrow their shell and they suffocate inside their Did, own shell. I, I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> lobsters 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 live for would live forever if it were not for, if were not for the fact that uh safes are constantly dropping on them um <laughs> anvils anvils exactly um uh, no but uh i think they actually disprove that but i'll shove a lobster up my ass they live for fucking forever yeah i thought the same thing when i was in my 20s i would get vertigo once a year it would last for a few hours and i'd be fine 
and I I could live with that. Now it's just I'm dizzy as we speak. Like I'm always have a f- aversion no, I, of vertigo. I know. I I know. I thought about taking an Ativan before we even began talking about this, <laughs> just so I could sit here. I have a Xanax in my wallet. <sighs> yeah, I keep actually. I don't know. I change pants, so I don't have. I don't even have my eye drops, which I need. My I'm gonna get my eye drops. Hold on. So Adam is my guest. I'll talk while you're getting your eye drops. Uh, it's been I don't know, probably a year and a half since. You didn't have a child when I was here, when we did this last. Um, you are now a dad. I've lost my dad. Um, a lot has changed. You you now have to get pelvic floor rehabilitation. And my vertigo is worse than ever. And that's where we, that's where we are. What the hell? I just found an almond in my pants. Adam said he found an almond in his pants. Um, we're I'm back at Adam's house. It's a beautiful August day. It's already August, dude. Honestly, it's already 2030. There is no now. I'm, I'm, I'm like the anti-mindfulness, mindfulness <laughs> practitioner. Um, no, I know. It's, it's absurd. It's absurd. I will tell you, there really is no better way to um, feel like time is slipping through your fingers at an accelerated rate than, than to have a child. So I, I, mean, I get the appeal of not having a child. I mean, that was probably why I was partly ambivalent. I knew it would mark the days for me in a way that I, my, I wouldn't be able to, to just... My biggest curiosity was if it would help you or not. Because I've, I've always heard people be like, I had a kid and all of a sudden all this other shit didn't matter and I didn't feel fucked up in the head all the time. No, I'm not. I mean, it's... it. You now have all the same shit and a kid. <laughs> I, I would say the shit is worse because I am so concerned that A, he's going to internalize it, and B, that, um, uh, you know, that I'm not going to be there for him. But, but, right. I, and it's a weird cohabitation of being the same person. And arguably, honestly, you can, I mean, I started to get. A litany of kind of bizarre, really sort of bizarre, not major, but but kind of strange, um, you know, sort of symptoms and, and, and like little, you know, strange new kind of uh, whatever, mini afflictions right. since around the time he was born. So, I mean, you could argue that, that, that it has been causing some kind of anxiety on a level that I'm not the even... The stress of having a kid is yeah, making abso- new, pro- new It's possible. Issues. But at, but but it's an Uroboros or whatever it's called. What is that? Like the snake eating its own oh, tail. Oh right, right. But concurrent with that is that I've never in my life, I never thought I was capable of experiencing uh, as much love as I as I as I feel. Like like, it, it it you know it's like boundless and I and but because it's boundless, it's also makes I mean it makes me sad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it's it's not, you know, you're not supposed to say these things, you know, but but I love him so much that it makes me sad. 
you know, and um, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think, you know, and I know I'm not alone in this. I think that probably people don't talk about it with their children, about regarding their children as much. And maybe they don't experience it as much. I don't know. I know people talk about this in terms of relationships, you know, I love you so much. I don't want this to, you know, whatever. Um, but, um, also, you know, Roxanne and I like had a loss, you know, we lost our first baby basically. And so I'll never know if that, um, I'll never be able to, 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 to know how much that factors into the, this sort of equation. I mean, there's, you know, I'll, I'll never have another frame of reference other than, than my own. Um, Although arguably that just kind of confirmed my worst suspicions about life. And, 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 and then I was like, yep, see, fucking told you so don't do something good. You know, don't bring life into this world because look what happens. But then I see bud and it's crazy. I mean, the kid is, is, is truly a magical creature. Like I don't believe in miracles. I don't know what, obviously, you know, I'm not, I don't think, I don't think I'm too much of a magical thinker. Although actually I am a magical thinker when it comes to bad stuff. I think I jinx things, but, (laughs) um, um, just not good things. And, But yeah, I mean, it's ineffable to sit here and try and like discuss, you know, trying to, to, to put into words the feelings I have for him or, um, is, is futile. But, um, uh, speaking of which I wrote a song and you, 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 uh-huh. it features you. And it's funny because I, I hadn't written lyrics for the song yeah. f- for him. Um, I had begun to write it with him on my lap. I was sitting at the piano and yep. it's kind of a simple, it's actually some parts of it are simpler than others, but the basic notes of it are, are quite and feeling of it is quite simple and and he was on my lap and we had and, and we had just sort of found a beat on the drum machine and yeah. and i'm like well that's gonna be your song bud so then i kind of built the song around this thing that had occurred with bud sitting on my lap but then when it came time to actually write the lyrics i was like what what am i thinking like i can't how put, do you write lyrics for this, somebody you love so much yeah i can put this into words yeah. so i almost had to trivialize it in a sense but um but you uh on another note, we sampled you. Yeah. And so you're, and so we were trying to figure out if it should say, cause the song is just called, I think it's just called bud. I haven't really officially titled it yet, mm-hmm. but you know, and, but Andrew, you know, my, my engineer was saying, should it say feet, uh, Steve Agee, the way you do with like a, a like a rep, like a rapper who's like, like on the song. Oh yeah. Like a hype man. Yeah. Bud. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, <laughs> Because you you are kind of the rhythm because it's going bud 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 and it's all you it's it's great it's really great anyway um but but the short answer is yeah wow no all your problems don't go away and now you now and and then things that felt like 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 you could really compart I could compartmentalize the fact that I was in over my head in in terms of my in terms of my house that I was in over my head in terms of the fact that here I've been an actor for it'll be 27 years professionally this year Mm -hmm. and somehow I have managed to more or less consistently make my living doing that Mm -hmm. for the most part, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's just like, that's kind of a fluke. Do you know what I mean? That's not, I mean, I had like a really bad year a few years ago where, where I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I hadn't had that bad a year since I was in my early twenties and it didn't matter. Yep. Me too. 
And and I'm thinking so and I don't even like doing it. So what the fuck am I doing? Like I genuinely don't really have much interest in it at all. And so what am I doing? I picked the one of the most competitive businesses you could possibly you know, try and raise a family yep. uh, doing and you don't even like it like and, and, and then. So what else am I good at? I mean, a bunch of other things that I can't make money doing. It you know? gets less <laughs> likable too. the older you get. Oh, yeah, the yeah. fucking. And with us, I mean, we've talked about this. I fucking I'm never more fucking stressed out than when I book a gig and like leading up to it. Oh, I'm yeah. A wreck thinking, what if I get fucking vertigo? Oh, no, I know. When I fucking have to go to work and then all these people are fucking pissed at me yeah, yeah. for halting the day. I'm sure we I went to- through this on fucking. No, on, on, Re- on, Rebirth. on Rebirth. That was a film I was I was really nervous about having got like. OK, there was an example of a film I actually really wanted to get. Mm-hmm. I auditioned for it. I, 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 I invested in the audition as, as opposed to some others. You know, like I wanted that part. And it was like a good part for me to, to play or whatever. And, um, but then I started to like go through the script. I'm like, oh man, I'm like screaming, I'm crying, I'm flailing, I'm, I'm like, I'm in a, you know, I'm like, a, you know, I have a hood over my head. Oh, I'm in yeah, a weird dude. room. <laughs> yeah. Where and then and then it only got worse when we actually shot because yes. because I started to get by, by the way a strange new dermatological problem yeah. where I started breaking out in rashes on my chest. Yeah, I I I I, uh, I got really sick i got like a very bad like cold or upper respiratory thing so yeah. the whole first two scenes you know the, my whole entree into the movie the whole first scene i sound just like some fucking <laughs> i'm supposed to be like this kind of like guy like wild man wild man you know who's just think, who sounds like me when i was my voice was changing i think you know? that's more you noticing it i didn't notice that. well anyway i was i was those were the scenes i was dying most during because i was so sick i was dripping with sweat um, it didn't help where we were shooting either. No, and we were shooting in like a, the pit of fucking hell. Like we're shooting in a flop house with human fucking shit around every corner. And they so filled the dusty. place with. I'm sure there was asbestos in that. No, place. and they're like, oh, it's okay. We're, we just hosed it all. We hosed it all. Oh, really? You just you just stirred up all the fucking, <laughs> the fucking, the fucking bubonic plague up in the air? Oh, the nice going. The virus you, is back. Yeah, nice. That's great. I mean, we're going to no, I kept saying while we were shooting 10 years from now, there's going to be ads that say like, you know, <laughs> are you suffering from shortness of breath, constipation, diarrhea? You must have been shooting in Compton. <laughs> in the, uh, right. Were you a member of the Rebirth caster crew? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my fucking God. And like, we're each going to get like $3.99, which is basically what we got paid to make them. Yeah. Um, so... No, I, I, this is what I said to my shrink the other day. I said, the good news is, is I'll never be a movie star and I don't want to be. Like, the good news is, is that whatever my aspirations were as a 20 year old, they're gone now and they need to be gone <laughs> because I couldn't do, like, if some, if, if some crazy Hurt Locker esque thing happened to me and one day I was on The Unusuals, which Jeremy Renner was on right. the TV show with me, right? Yeah. And the next day he's like, Nominated for you know an Academy Award. Well, actually, no, he's shot the Herlock before, movies, right? Yeah. And he was. I mean, and 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 listen, this would never happen to me anyway. I'm not Jeremy, and whatever. You know what I'm saying. The point <laughs> is, if I was genetically <laughs> totally different human, yeah. um, and you know was like you know had the would a visage of an A-list movie star, um, but the neurosis of Adam Goldberg, it would be a nightmare. I couldn't do those movies. 
I'd fucking die first, you know? So yeah. it's just like I work just enough to get me to get us through. Um, but honestly, I mean, if, if someone said, oh, no, you can make that amount of money <laughs> taking Polaroid pictures and, you know, programming a drum machine, uh, yeah. I would be that would be it. I would I would quit today. I, that's how I feel about. I, I mean, I still like acting. I just I'm a wreck when I book right. and, I, and actually and I'm right. I, I, I'll have fun, and there are days where like, yeah. oh, that was really fun. And when the, yeah. and when the and when you're feeling good, it, it's fun. <laughs> when it's fun, it's really fun. When yeah. it's miserable, it's really it's miserable. really miserable. And it sounds like a, I mean, it sounds obvious. It's how I feel about stand up. I don't want to do stand up anymore. I want to record my hour, have yeah. it recorded right. for posterity, and then never no, fucking. That's do something it again. I don't. Well, here I was gonna say I don't understand, but so. So on the Gaffigan show, I play a stand-up comedian, right. but I'm not a stand-up. I did stand-up right. three times, if you could even call it that. I experimented yeah. with it when I was a teen, 19 or whatever. Yeah. And um, But I'm supposed to be kind of just a bad, crude stand-up or whatever. Yeah. So this is not a great example of actually doing stand-up because there was like 100 people there paid to laugh at you for six hours. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, hey, this is pretty fucking not good. bad. I'm oh, killing I'm it. I'm killing it. Fuck, why did I stop? <laughs> right. And, but, but as I was doing it, I was like... Oh, but this does feel natural because, you know, it's, it is true that if I, I, you know, if I do a talk show or something, I'm like fucking terrified. I'm out of end of the gills, the whole thing. But once I get out there for the most part, with the occasional exception of something like match game, where people said that, like, I look like I was going to kill myself when I was on an episode of uh, the, the new oh, match you game. did the new match. Yeah. Well, sure enough, told me about that. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing the whole, I've been really doing the game show circuit. I mean, you're obviously a regular on at, at midnight, but, but I've been doing like like uh like these kind of cheesy I heard the new match game's good. I heard Alec I, I Baldwin's it, a good old He's host. really funny. Yeah, I think that it probably I probably didn't go over well cuz I also was being really sarcastic yeah. and <laughs> I think people thought I was genuinely miserable. Um <laughs> I mean, there was like, if I were more, let's put it this way. If I was more famous, it would have been like a meme because people were tweeting like pictures of me, like, like, like looking just suicidal. And it was like, like, how did his agents convince him? Like, did, did his agents hold, put a gun to his head? Like all that kind of stuff. But, um, what was my point? Oh, so with the occasional exception of, I guess, a pairing suicidal, um, I, I, I get into, I've always, I was a ham. I mean, that's how this whole thing started. I get on stage and I felt really comfortable. That's how, how I, I, that's how I spent my childhood was doing plays, you know, but now we're good liars. That's right. We um, paid to lie in front of a except camera. Except when I actually have to lie in real life. Not, not, not <laughs> yeah. a liar at all. It's weird how that works. It is. It's it's like you I'm... You give me words to say and I can yeah. make you believe no, so it. so many tells. But then when I have to lie to someone, I'm yeah. just like, uh, hey, um... Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No eye contact. Um, anyway. Um, what else? Oh, we... but I, I, I thought... No, but I started to think like... Shit, should I be? Because the one thing I'll say about stand up, and I guess I don't know, Roxanne used to date a stand up. Um, God bless her. Um, and she said that he would say the same thing. But there is something like amazingly self contained about it. Like you have something to say, and then you say it, and you're your own production <laughs> entity. I mean, right. there's something that just seems like that seems appealing after years of being a a cog, either a cog in a in a, in a you know in a wheel. Uh, or you know a a wheel in a gigantic machine, or um, you know, or jump starting my own projects, which are 
just brutal and and which take years right. and, and then I never want to do it again. But I was I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I was talking to Tim Heidecker a long time ago mm-hmm. and we it was after a show and we were both like what do we do if this doesn't work out? If we fail at this, we're in our fucking forties. Mm-hmm. I can't go back to college. That's fucking long gone. I have to say the thought has crossed my mind once in a of while. Of going to college? I did you? So I went for a year. I'm sure we did. I went I for went a year. To, I got. I graduated. Uh, I went for a year. So I thought, hmm, I could al- always be like <laughs> that weird old man, yeah, taking college courses. What was your major? I went to Sarah Lawrence, where I don't even think majors existed. Even if I got that uh, far, curriculum. I think you knit your major. Yeah. Um, But uh, you know, I I was there. Was there? You could be in the acting program, which I actually wasn't. I did plays, but I was, I guess, strictly speaking, beginning to focus on writing. So I was, I was. That's, and when I was, and it was the only course I was taking that I was actually doing the work for regularly. And I thought, this is silly. Why don't I quit and go right? And then acting kind of sort of took over, I guess. And uh, now I'm fucked. Um, <laughs> basically, because of some stupid yep. decision I made when way I was. Way to go, dummy. Yeah, way to go, <laughs> dummy. Because of some bullshit uh, decision I made when I was 18. I mean, that's just insane. I wish there was a way we could quit and become scientists yes. and find a fucking cure for vertigo. Well, I would like a vertigo for all discomfort. I mean, a vertigo. A cure. A, a cure for all discomfort. Which I guess is... I mean, seriously? Meditation it's in your. I mean, it's your fucking inner ear. It's right there. Like, they can go up into my fucking kidney it, through not, my dick it's hole. It's your brain, though. That's the thing. It's, 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 it's not... I think it's... Well, it all depends. Because the benign positional stuff... I mean, that's a very specific thing with whatever it is, sediment, you know, or fluid or, you know what I mean? I don't think we have that. No, no, I don't think so either. So, so there is a, you know, there is a, there is a, there's a, I mean, I think there's a neurological aspect of it that's probably really difficult to tap, barring literally opening your head up. I can get vertigo if just something in my peripheral vision moves. No, I can't see movies the same way anymore. I can't sit in a <laughs> yeah. movie theater. Ugh. I mean, it's a hit or miss proposition sometimes fine and it doesn't have to be an action movie it's just a sh- it's, it's just it's ironic i'm sitting in front of my f- big screen tv but and but that actually is a good indication of the fact that so much of it is anxiety related because that's a pretty decent sized screen right yeah, yeah i shut the lights off and i'm watching and unless i'm already having some kind of episode or whatever it yeah. doesn't necessarily uh stimulate it but if i go into a movie theater and i'm like in the middle of a row you know and i'm like there's a bunch of people i'm there with yeah it's I I mean I've spent entire movies like people like I I'm trying to think there's <laughs> of movies that I've seen that I was like yeah like I'd ha- I yeah it was good or it was bad or you know whatever it was but I'm literally basing that ex- that on how you're feeling that critique well not even like 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 I. I, I'm not actually experiencing the movie, but some intellectual part of me is processing yeah. the information enough to say that the movie was good or bad. Yeah. But I've spent the entire time looking to the left at the knees of the person next, next to me. Yeah, I I spent so many times in a movie where there's a, like I just saw Star Trek at the Vista and it was like but that just seems I'm cr- watching Why would you even do that. I'm watching all this shit happen. And half the time in my head, I'm going. 
I hope I'm able to stand up at the end of this. How? Why would you even subject yourself to that? You love Star Trek that much that no. that's worth it? I just wanted to go to a movie and get oh. out of the heat. Right, right. I just wanted to be a human. I just wanted to be like everyone what else. What about doing one of those movies? Like that shit that you're like, I could, I, I, your whole get up and that alone would make me feel insane. I got lucky with Guardians of the Galaxy in that some of the other guys playing Ravagers had like, they would have to go in at three in the morning yeah, to start no, uh, prosthetics. No, I know. So you I would show up at like five thirty in the morning f- to have a scar put on my yeah, face. Okay. So you didn't have to. Yeah. The it was easy. Um, but there were guys that had like the fucking contacts in. Yeah. Yeah. And that were oh, one of my buddies was like one day like he was good the whole shoot. But there was one day where he was just like kind of freaking out. No, you're in a fucking you're trapped in you're the in world's little, tiniest room. Yeah. We did that for Beautiful Mind where, I mean, they aged the shit out of us by like 50 years, but like it was so bad that they cut to it. You have to freeze frame it to actually see it. They cut to us for like two seconds and it looks hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Russell was sort of the only one whose face could kind of pull it off. And, right. um, and it was like a head on my head. It was like I had a whole other. <laughs> they built me out so far that I looked like a like a a, a, a bobblehead. A bobblehead. Weird. An old man bobblehead. I actually looked like Brando and Superman. They didn't know. Like I looked so young at the time because I just always looked like younger. Young, yeah. Like really. Yeah. I looked kind of barely pubescent but i was in my 30s when i clean shaved and i was just like all i had were like cheeks so they're like well let's just make you really jowly and in doing so they ended up having to like construct this whole jaw and it was just like this whole other human jaw and i mean the only thing that was left was like maybe my nose and and uh but i don't you know i didn't have totally searing horrifying you know paralyzing anxiety at the time i had just sort of garden variety Oh shit! I got too high or drunk or something, and now I'm <laughs> hungover. Um, yeah, anxiety. But um, actually, that's not entirely true. I, I had been, I, I, I probably been suffering it acutely since I was 13. But something, like some fl- switch was flipped. Like in I'll the tell last you what, man. When I decade, fucking woke up the other morning, two weeks ago, with that really bad vertigo, where I couldn't. I mean, I was telling you earlier, but for the people listening, I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning. I was on my side, felt fine, had to go to the bathroom, rolled over. The room started fucking mm. like spinning so bad mm. I couldn't sit up. Mm. Uh, the only thing that would help is laying back on that one side. Mm. And I didn't even have room to you like prop yourself. I prop myself up with pillows and lean my head up against the. I mean, I'm practically. Up yeah, I over like the course of an hour will like slowly move right, right, myself right. up so mm-hmm. that I don't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to pee in an empty fucking Gatorade bottle because yeah, I couldn't stand up to get to. No, the No, I know that feeling. I mean, I, I have definitely crawled to the bathroom like I'll I'll I've never gone that far. So as like as, as to pee into a. I was like, while I was doing it, I was like, man, if I didn't have this water bottle. I was bottle, about to say, did you have that just in case you had to pee into it? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'll just leave. I'll drink. I drink a lot of water when I'm like, before I go to bed. Why don't you rock a bedpan? <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, fuck, if I didn't have this water bottle, I probably would have just wet the bed and been like, fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm not getting up. I just take Benadryl. But I mean, that was that reminded me. I just of, can't believe you won't do Ativan, man. I can't believe you won't just try it. 
I mean, I, I, I shouldn't be pushing what is, what it? is a highly addictive, uh, you know, prescription, you know, sedative on you. But Does it put just, you to sleep or it just calms you? I think some people, it probably, you know, it just calms you. It's not, it's basically like it, it, it pretty much kills the, 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 the part of your, you know, it sort of neutralizes the part of your brain that is causing the, it's not what, why it exists. It's just one of the sort of off label benefits of it. And, um, they say the reason that it's not good to, I mean, there's a lot of reasons it's not good to take all the time, but if you have vertigo, the reason it's not good to take all the time is because your brain never f learns to function, to without, function it. without it. Yeah. But guess what? It never learns. It's to not function functioning without it. without it right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, it, 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 it will take sometimes what I do is, is if it's really, really, really bad, I'll take a milligram and a half. Let's say the dosage is normally a half a milligram to a milligram. I'll take a milligram and a half. I'll look at my clock and I'll say if in 90 minutes, I'm not better. I don't know what, I mean, I never I'll give kill my, myself. Right. I'll kill myself. I'll go to the hospital, whatever it is. And oh, pretty invariably the worst part of it will be, it'll be gone. But within that 90 minutes. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I took a Benadryl. See, that I don't understand how you can handle because that to me, I always feel so foggy after I, I would. Take I don't that mind stuff. the fog. I just don't want the dizziness. I, but you don't find the fog is it causes dizziness? No, I. <laughs> when is this going to be unedited? I think you, is this is going to be. This is going to be unedited. Yeah. I first when I would first take Benadryl, I would be like. God, I feel fucking dizzy. Yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah, but it's right. a different kind of dizziness yeah. that I can deal with. Um, yeah, no, but it was... I took the Benadryl and I... As soon as I could feel myself getting sleepy, mm -hmm. I then I tried rolling over and I was fine. I was like, well, whatever is in this Benadryl, it, it fucking fixed yeah. my brain. No, I, antihistamines, I guess, do that as well. Yeah. It was weird because when I first got vertigo, when I was like in my 20s... I went to an ENT and he prescribed me antivert. I don't know what the technical I, I name is, like meclizine or yeah, something. I never like took it. that. Yeah, I took it and it made it worse. Oof. But there was the last week of shooting on the Sarah Silverman show. I think the stress of knowing that the show was ending. Mm -hmm. They hadn't announced that it was over, but we were all in our heads like, "This is it." Right. <laughs> and uh, I was so stressed out that I started having such bad fucking vertigo. That's I would get hotels near our locations yeah, because yeah. I didn't want to fucking have to get up earlier yeah, and drive. Yeah, yeah. I would sleep propped up because yeah. I was so fucking dizzy. Yeah. I would constantly have to hold stuff on set, hold on to the walls yeah. or stuff. Or when, as soon as they would yell cut, I'd have to grab onto oh. Brian's shoulder oh. because I was so fucking oh. dizzy. And it just wouldn't, it constantly felt like the ground was just tilted. Yeah, yeah, I know. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I would have to compensate for it. And I rem remember going to an ENT when I was in the lobby. I, I thought, if I if this guy says, you're just going to feel like this forever, <laughs> I would have left there, bought a gun, and gone hey, out right. to the desert. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was ready to kill myself. I was like, I can't live this way. Can I just tell you? Yeah. This, whatever this fucking prostate perennial this guy i said to roxanne the other day i'm giving it two more months and she's like or what i'm like i am i go i'm giving it two more months <laughs> i don't have any idea what that means i guess i thought felt like maybe if i threatened it 
the thing. You have two more months. I'm burning the house <laughs> with all of us. In yeah, it. I mean, I because I, I can't. This can't. This can't be one I of know. the forever things. Like yeah. the neck pain, the fucking referred shoulder nerve pain. Okay. Yeah. I've lived with that. That's part of my life. That's 10 years. Yep. The vertigo I've had since I was t- my 20s. It got really acute in the last like five years. Yep. I figured out a way to live with it yeah. and work with it. Yes. Okay, fine. This fucking thing? No, because this is making it so like I don't want to pick my kid up sometimes because it's too, it's too, I'm too uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, climbing the fucking hill to get into my house? N- no. Can't sleep? Fuck you. Yep. No way. Uh-uh. I really could have killed myself that, no with uh, with my vertigo when it was that bad the last episode of the show. I was like, you, if you, this went... And it lasted for three months. Oh, and I was like... God. I was No re- way we're not going to have horrible vertigo spells. You know that, right? Oh, but, yeah. But, I mean, tonight or tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't know. I'm just going to... I'm going to take but, Benadryl but, before I go to bed. No, I think... I, I honestly think if you can remove the stress... And that doesn't mean remove the thing in your life that's causing you the stress. I just mean figure out how to deal with the stress. It will probably cut it at least in half because, I mean, there's just no question in my mind. The same way with IBS or whatever. My stomach can be fine, but you say I have to be somewhere at 7 p.m. or whatever or we're going out to dinner. Diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. That's how our bodies work. I notice when I'm really doing the meditation twice a day, it's a lot better. Do you do it morning and night? Mm Mm-hmm. When I had Does that you really... Find it makes you sleepy? This is the thing I've been struggling with. I keep nodding off. No, I don't. Which I, I do when I first wake up, so I'm not, I know I'm not going to fall back asleep. And then I do it at night, and I'm like, well, if I fall asleep, fine. Yeah, but you're not supposed to fall. I don't know if I'm... Because, you know, I also go to a hypnotherapist, and I, and I feel like I might be hypnotizing myself by accident. Because <laughs> I'm very hypnotizable, so I'm told. Yeah. Like, I can go into trances pretty fast. Nice. But I don't know... I might be doing it wrong because I keep... Can you get hypnotized into just not having vertigo? Yes. And in fact... Okay. All right. So... Because I want that. Yeah. We should try that. Well, because I have so many things I don't know where to start, but... So I go to hypnotherapy, but I, and yeah, I initially kind of was going for like the vertigo stuff or whatever, but really he's a psychotherapist who does hypnotherapy. So really we, we, we do more analysis type stuff, Yeah. but, but you know, we've, we've definitely done some hypnotherapy, but it's not like laser focused on a certain malady or whatever. Right. But there's a woman who just does IBS. She does like IBS, fibromyalgia, and a couple other things that are sometimes related in people. And, (laughs) um, my gastroenterologist said, and my hypnotherapist and another gastroenterologist said that hypnotherapy for IBS has been insanely successful. Wow. And the most successful treatment for IBS um, next to and, and not not below, but as successful as this one diet. I forget what it's called. Um, and I thought, well, look, if I can eliminate that, that would be a big, you know, yeah, thing yeah. to not deal with, you yeah. know, right? Um, and it might also be really affecting what's going on with my, um, uh, you know. I think it's hilarious that we're having this conversation while there are like all these like fucking badass workers outside my house, like lifting carrying shit, shit carrying shit upstairs. They're like, you know, half our age or twice our age, yep. you know, painting shit. They're baking in the sun and I'm talking about my peony. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
So the problem is I got into a fight with the person who does her scheduling and I quit after one session. Oh no. Cause I, he was being, I'm telling, I mean, he was like, this has never happened. I was like, this has never happened to me either. I, I don't understand. Like you're supposed to, this shouldn't be even remotely stressful. Um, because the of scheduling. What, yeah. The scheduling part. And, and, uh, no, it got, it got uh, turned ugly real, pretty fast. And so I, I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, this is just like, I've been to a million doctors and therapists and I've never in my life had a, like a pro like a problem so bad with some administrative aspect of it that I quit. And it sucks wow. because she comes highly recommended. And she said she'd thrown a fear of flying, uh, session. Whoa. So, you know what? We should go try that. I, I can't go to her though. Vertigo. Uh, um, but I'll. I need a vertigo. Because if it does come on from stress, then why wouldn't it work for you know? I've gone to my. I I've had my acupuncturist say, "Yeah, I can treat your vertigo, but I'm afraid to do it because." Oh, can I tell you? What if they make it worse? Can I tell you something? Yeah. You ever see what a 44 magnum can do to a woman's head? That's what it sounds like. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something? Um, so. Um, I know when the vertigo started again for me. I just, I just, it's not that I just remember, but you just reminded me again. So I had had it, it began in Saving Private Ryan. Like, it really began in good faith in Saving Private Ryan, like on, 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 on the beach, like in fake Omaha. Okay. Uh, and it kind of subsided after like a few years. Yeah. And then I started going. And then pretty much right after this big breakup, this girlfriend I have been with for like five years, um, I started to get this really bad neck and referred shoulder pain. Okay. So, so then I was going down this like fucking rabbit hole trying to figure out how, I mean, cause it, it was, I mean, it was bad. It was making it so like I couldn't throw a ball and, you know, couldn't play guitar and yeah. like whatever. Um, like, yeah, because I throw so many balls. It's more like... You're just I, holding tension in uh, your neck uh, control. Well, I have, I have things. I mean, I have like stenosis and <laughs> compression. I mean, there are things there so, for, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, um, but, but I, I, my dad referred me to his... You know, and I had done acupuncture for, for, for off and on for years and I had found it somewhat beneficial. But I, I went and, uh, and, and, and be, you know, started again with this guy, um, uh, you know, Chinese, Chinese, uh, acupuncturist and, and, um, um, and Beverly Hills. And, uh, it was funny cause he's in one of those like doctor's offices that in one of those brick buildings that like they're all in, but yes. here he's practicing like, yep. Eastern, Eastern medicine. So anyway, um, so he did all this incredible soft tissue work, just really breaking this shit up. I was like, this guy's amazing. Like he's super strong and it was really just getting the shit out. Like yeah. really felt like pulling the gunk out. But I told him I was getting, you know, getting vertigo or no, I'm sorry. I didn't have vertigo. I told him about the it. next stuff or whatever. And so he started doing, um, uh, acupuncture in my occipitals. And so it was, I was face down and he put the two needles and my occipitals and it was literally like someone had pressed a button and the entire fucking floor dropped out beneath Ugh. me um like in some horror movie yeah. and i was pl and then he leaves the room and i'm just plummeting and i cannot stop this and i don't mean for five seconds i mean i'm just going yeah, and going and i can't minutes. stop it and you can't move you nope. can't turn over and you don't want to start pulling needles out of your body <laughs> yeah. and so 
So for so I left and I so you thought, were tense as fuck oh, the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So I left and for three days. This was this was this was like was right after I met Roxanne. So it was like nineteen nineteen nine. It was two thousand and um. I moved in here in two thousand six two thousand and seven, and I uh I go uh sorry I lost my train of thought um I go to um. Uh, dinner one night. She had it was one of her friend's birthdays, and we go to what's that place on Hillhurst? Um, Little Dom's. Little Dom's, right? Yeah. And we're sitting outside, and I work. I'm kind of on like a, mm-hmm. you know how there's like a sl- like it's the yeah the, the sidewalk the sidewalk. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah you I know, know exactly I mean. what you're talking right. about, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't fucking sit here. I can't sit here. And I'm like, I'm walking around. I'm like, I can't handle it, honey. I can't handle it. And the verdict. So it lasted for three days, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go back. And I'm gonna tell him what happened. It happens again. And I'm not going to say this is what triggered it, and I haven't been the same ever since. But I haven't been the same ever since. And I did try, I think, one more time to go. I went to my old acupuncturist that I used to go to for years uh, in Santa Monica, who really did an amazing job for a bunch of different shit in my late 20s. Um, And same thing happened. And I think I even said, look, we got to – it didn't even matter. I don't even think she did the exipitals. It was just face down, in the dark, needles on my back, and I I was getting it horribly. So I just – that's it. So acupuncture is off the table. I I love my acupuncturist. Like, she is the best. They are – their family is the first family to do acupuncture in L.A. Like, they've been in this place in Beverly just outside of downtown, Mm -hmm. like near Alvarado. It's like – in a shitty neighborhood. They've been there since like the 60s or 50s. Mm-hmm. And the whole family going back to China is, you know, like 20 generations yeah, yeah. of acupuncture. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, She's helped me with a lot of stuff. But I noticed like when she does stuff with my back where she's like, you have to lay on your stomach with your face through the hole in the table. And then she'll put the needles in my back and leave. And I'm there for an hour. Wow. Mm-mm. And I am. Oh, how we, I can't even talk. I'm about propping anymore. my. As soon as she walks out the door, I do this thing where I kind of yep, prop myself yep, up yep, and yep, lift my yep, head. Yeah, right. Which is great when you're trying to fucking relax. So I can like look at the wall or yep. look at shit to focus on. Yeah. Same thing with massage. I used to like get tons of deep tissue. It was like the thing. It was like my saving grace. And but now I don't want to stick my fucking head in the middle of a donut and stare it f- face down while someone is like yeah. mounting me because I, 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 I don't I don't want to be in that that physical. Uh, yeah, position. I've had her when she has to do stuff to my back. Say, so can you just uh, can you um, can I do it sitting up? Yeah. And she's like, no, you got to lay on your stomach. I'm like, I, I know. Well, why, and I you, make up stuff where I'm like, I have an appointment. Yeah, I can no, only do I, this for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they have those, you know, those like those massage tables that are like, yeah. you know, at like, you know, that, I mean, not the tables, the, the, the chairs, the chairs, the chair, right, right. Like that, I can handle that angle. Do you want to go, speaking of which, they have those at Erewhon. Do you want to go to uh, Erewhon and get like a salad and, and some matcha? Matcha? Yeah, let's do it. Matcha. That's going to be my new thing. Oh shit, we've done well over an hour. I think we're good. I think he's recording the car. I don't know. You should just periscope the rest of it. And then you have to go back in time. Oh yeah. To see, to connect it. Let's do that. Does All right. Periscope live on? I'm, uh, I'm stopping this. So hey Adam, thanks for doing this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll continue it on Periscope. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go get food or something. Right, so if you want to see... If you want to continue, 
how would that work? So if you want to continue the conversation... Find Adam's Periscope and look at the archives. Right. Should we do that or Facebook Live? Is that a thing now? I don't know. I've never done that. I did once, but I just stared in the dark into the camera for five seconds, and then that was my post. We'll figure it out. All right. I'm going to hit stop. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Adam's going to the bathroom. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Feral Audio.